Friday afternoon deploy has never died of dysentery, though Big Chris did come close once. Sounds good. What? Uh, how? How's life out westward? In the desert, it's good, man. Can you it's, remember um, your name? Yeah, I haven't. I'm not that detached from reality. We had to trek into town with the with the locals yesterday to load up on, uh, you know, hardtack and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Western yeah. supplies, canned beans. Um, and uh, a new uh, a new hitching post. Um, no, it's it's cool. Has it's, anyone uh, died of dysentery? Hmm. No one's died of dysentery. Although not. we did pass some Oregon some Oregon trail signs along the way. Mm-hmm. You're in good shape, then. Huh? It's pretty. It's wild out here, man. It's just a totally different. I don't know if you guys spent much time in the in the Utah desert, but it's um, it's just it's like being on another planet. Yeah, that I feel like I'm on Mars right now. <laughs> I've been to like Colorado desert and then driven Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. through parts of Utah and Idaho and Wyoming when it's been kind of snowy and that definitely feels a little surreal, but no, I haven't hung out in Utah much. Yeah. Colorado deserts, uh, as far as I've made it. I really like the Colorado desert and it's not that much different here. I mean, it's definitely like, it's a gradient, you know, Mm -hmm. you like watch it shift as you're driving. The windshield time is really interesting, but just the bottom falls out from it. You know, Colorado is the high desert. You're up at like six, seven thousand feet. Right. And it's real white, dusty. And then the dust just starts to get red and the road starts lowering. But the, but the wall, you know, where you were, the plateau stays up there. And and all of a sudden you're like down in these cliffs with the mesas around you, but you just kind of descend down and the, and the ground gets redder. And it gets a lot hotter. That's for damn sure. That's awesome. Um, I just I feel like you yeah. just like did the intro to quite a few Louis L'Amour novels. Yeah, basically. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 As, yeah. as, as yeah. one named after Louis Lamar, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Or not after Louis That's Lamar, good. but after a Louis Lamar character. Mm-hmm. A character. Well, it's uh I, I had uh you know, I've had a good probably fourteen hours of windshield time um since we got to the desert to really think that one through. I, I, I'm going to sound out of touch. Just confirming when you say windshield time, you mean like looking through the windshield driving, right? Yes. There's nothing as else. opposed to no, no other, no other reference. Yeah. There. I was like, mm. is this a metaphor that I'm missing? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. That's no, a, just me. Just me and the windshield. That's yeah. old trucker. I guess that's trucker talk. Huh? Huh? So, I know some trucker. trucker we have to ask talk and we'll have to ask Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ben, let us know if, yep. if we're accurate on is that, that. Is that a, is that a yeah, is, is, is windshield time a an industry term? So, that's no telling. What are the regulations on windshield time? There's a windshield time to sleep ratio they have to maintain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Ben's probably living this life a little bit. I think he and his wife bought a camper and they're full-time in that thing now. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that's probably not a huge transition for him mm-hmm. if they're used yeah. to driving team in a truck. 
They just yeah, if they were driving more. team for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably just more comfortable now. Yeah, now they have a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's some kind of bathroom situation before, at least when Ben was by himself. Fellas find that easier. Yeah. Although they've could have been a Mountain Dew bottle. That's you know? true. Yeah. Though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I was saying. Fellas yeah. find that easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now they've yeah, got yeah. the. That's, that's a bottle time, is yeah. the industry. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. Time. yeah. Your windshield time versus bottle time. Your, your W uh, to B ratio is is the factor that determines like if you've you've been driving too much too much time in the bottle too much time in the windshield without the bottle formula yeah basically season one Mm. experience is about to happen (laughs) 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 what what could go wrong there um so yeah tell us about like how has digital nomading been out there all right i'm glad we're willing to talk about this because i was afraid that i might just because of my own context try and devolve the conversation today just to be about my trip but that is highly relevant and i did want to talk about the tech a little bit because it's been kind of a challenge yeah and i will posit that before the end of this episode the listeners will hear that challenge as i turn into megatron at some point um because i'm working off of 4g Mm. uh, or lte i should say because uh, there is a difference and every time i see 4g on my phone i go oh man we gotta move because that is not good lte really? is where it's at uh, yeah i i yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't well at least for um all right so let me go back you're becoming a, I've got a signal two, connoisseur yeah 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 exactly i'm like i'm i'm measuring decibels going like mm, i don't know <laughs> we i have two hot spots that i'm working off of i have redundancy across verizon and t-mobile mm. So this is relevant for anyone that wants to do the digital thing. If you go to a store like I did and you just get a plan like from, from the local store, nobody actually sells unlimited hotspot data, period. Mm-hmm. None of the big carriers. That, you can get that, but it's through enterprise plans and you have, there's a lot of workarounds to it. But basically, you might have unlimited on-device, but your hotspot is 20 gigs, 30 yep. gigs, something like that. Mm. We ran into that um, when and we then they'll didn't either be, have Wi-Fi at our house for a little while. Mm. Totally. And, and they'll either be, you'll either get cut off after you go past that amount or they'll in, in, invoke what's called network management. Yep. And you have to read the contract to know what network management means to that particular carrier on that particular plan. It might just mean you slow down to like one megabit. Yeah, the mega Or it might mean, yeah, you get super throttled. Or it might be that you get full speed, but they reserve the right to reduce you for other people in the, on the same cell, on the same cell tower that have not gone over their limits. So you, you get lowest priority or whatever. Mm. That seems really um, complicated to enforce. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have systems to do that, but that's just like... Who all's on this tower right My, now and where are they at with their data plan? Like, I just don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm curious what the benefit of that is other than, I guess, you can tell your customer, we don't automatically throttle you. We'll just throttle you if nobody else. Right. If, if well, you're the I, I least the, be, uh, the least uh, used person on the tower or whatever. But I, I feel like it's like you, I feel like it's the, the way it's described is almost like there's two lanes, right? There's a fast lane and a slow lane, slow lane, and you're in one or the other. So it's not like who's mm. used the least goes to the top of the line. It's, it's, it's more of tranching of like, are you over or under? This is what pool you fall into. And the secondary pool gets cut off. Um, you know, it's defers to the other one's bandwidth, but truthfully, 
I think what really happens is the carriers make this shit as complicated as possible so that when you call them and go, hey, I'm not getting the speed that I'm paying for, they go, oh, it's this whole complicated thing. It's hard to explain. And they just, they just hand wave. They just blam- yeah, the hand wave and say network um, management. <laughs> and then, yeah, network management. And then they've got the, you know, they've got the Disneyland pass for enterprise where they pay. You want to pay $40,000 a month. You never get throttled. And you can you can stand up on the top of the mountain and, and pee on all of the regular people that have, uh, uh, you know, the regular retail plans yeah and with the generous um, flow so that's too there's been a <laughs> lot about the only generous nomad thing, thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's been like there's been a lot about it that's a lot to work through but definitely the most difficult part has been i mean you guys have probably seen me at least in slack at some point or been on a call with me where i'm like i'm driving around looking for a good cellular um because we want two things out of our nomad experience one is we want to be remote and away from people. So we don't want to be in RV parks paying 60 bucks a night with full hookups. Like we set up our rig to boondock and I've got a bunch of solar power and mm. like we want to be out because we can. Uh, but we also want really good connectivity. And those two things tend to be quite opposed to one another. Um, so that's the hard part is finding it. And I'm, I've actually ordered because it hasn't been, it hasn't been good enough using these two hotspots. I have, um, I have a, a third carrier, an AT&T plan, uh, in which I bought through a reseller into one of these enterprise data plans. Um, so I'm going to have a 300 gig limit on that AT&T plan. And then I bought a five decibel booster cellular antenna that I can put on the roof of our rig and put it on a telescoping pole and put it 25 feet up in the air. Yeah. I should be able to hit a tower from very far away. It's directional, so I can point yeah. it. Um, should have gone and I've heard very good can. things about this yeah. setup. The old school. I know. I, I believe me. I was out here when I had internet at some point. When I didn't have internet, and I would suddenly get a glimpse of 4G, like through the trees. I was like, "Oh crap!" I pull up my phone and I was looking up like all kinds of stuff on how to build signal boosters or you know, anything I could do to just give me a slight advantage. Because it's crazy where I'm at right now. Like I, I can literally go two feet the other direction and have zero bars. Yeah. Um, and I can go about 10 feet this way and have better signal than I have right now, but I would roast in the sun on a rock because there's no shade or anything. Nice. So I, I've been bouncing all around. So that's the hard part is, is finding signal. I, I um, had a, uh, but oh, ha, I had a hipster electronic uh, electrician friend uh, who back in the early days of, of wireless internet becoming ubiquitous um, and proximity was simply how you manage security he he right. he like he his hustle was making directional wi-fi antennas so that you could just hit wherever you wanted like just <laughs> find somebody's wi-fi and then yep. he uh he would also circuit bend things for people like you would just bring him some electronics and say circuit bend this and he'd go to radio shack and get various potentiometers and and uh light sensors and all kind of things to put on there so that you could make it sound like a demon birthing some skrillex music and then uh then he actually put a theremin on uh, a buddy of mine's guitar. Nice. So it was. Oh, it was. He was into some gnarly electronics uh, hacking. Dude yeah, named, I was gonna say a hacker in the in the old sense. yeah old old school yeah. hacker mindset. Dude named Cody. I think so, you could do some really fun circuit bending with all the wireless stuff that's going on. If you just like translate interference coming over four G, and then like you know somehow factor that into your circuit bent instrument. Hmm. 
even if it's just like a, even if it's just random noise, right. Right. You can put in there that like as part of it. And then you could like download certain things on your device. And then you could be like, this is a circuit bent. This is Warcraft two battle.net edition for DOS circuit bent on an old TV. Yeah. That'd be funny. Be pretty sweet. I, I the was whole thinking, album. You could do concept albums of like of of old old Windows games. You like do a something. concept album that's just downloading all of Game of Thrones. That sounds like something that Aphex Twin, yeah, uh, yeah, should have got on, yeah, because yeah. he he did um, he like took a JPEG of his face and then uh, I, I put it in the wave, yeah, mm-hmm. which I I think you can I think that's pretty easy to do actually with Audacity, just yeah. to like convert the JPEG to a wave and then it'll interpret it as sound. They've got tools for it. There's a um, a vaporwave band I you can to. you can import music as a bitmap. <laughs> and on destiny basically <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it the, there's a band called um not power glove what's the what's the other one mm. um i'll think of the name eventually but they had a, a contest where they were giving away this is just like these are these bands that just like bathe in the 80s aesthetic um they had a, an 80s arcade for the release of their album they had like an old school arcade uh, freestanding did. arcade that they were giving away and you had to they they gave you a quest because they also released a single uh that uh coincided with ready player one the mm. movie release mm. and it was a artemis and parsifal was the name of the single because they were just like they were obviously like super into ready player one uh and uh but one of the things that they had you do because they had you kind of like in the book and movie you've got that those series of easter eggs you're going through they sent you on this little quest to kind of mm. enter to win this thing and one of the, th- the things you had to do was they had embedded an image as an audio file at the beginning of their track and you had to grab it and play it back through and get the uh, through a digital o scope and get the message mm. off of that and then you could go forward and so it was it was pretty uh pretty slick so nice yeah that's yeah. impressive i'll think of who it was go to, that's that's remember. real that's real crypto right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i felt super proud of myself for having done it i did not win the arcade mm-hmm. it was it was a shame but they make some good some good 80s tunes. I'm interested to see what it's like when they start distilling, distilling 90s music that mm. well. Mm. It'll, be, it'll be crazy to see. It'll yeah. Be, yeah. I, I, Fusion yeah. makes a comeback. I wonder. Yeah. yeah I've, I'm, I'm waiting for that grunge comeback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's because like the clothes have done it. Yeah. Jinko jeans are back. Stovepipe jeans. Wait, you've and seen stuff, the Jinkos? Like, Oh yeah. Baggy. baggy I've seen pants a few. Are, yeah. yeah. They're, they're back. They're coming back in, man. You just, they can't be long. Is the is is kind of where we're at in the in the reevolution. That's of the it. that's like, the twenty twenty spin. Is like they're really baggy, but they're still high enough so that you can show off your no socks. socks. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you can still yeah. show off your ankles. You know, yeah. back back in in our day, you just stepped on the bottom of them until you tore out a groove that, for your heel until it all ripped out. <laughs> yeah, your heel was gone, and you had this little you had this little recessed point where your the the back of your uh, your platform boots stuck out yeah. the back. Yeah, of that, them, was, you know. that was the that was the <laughs> like grunge slash skateboard equivalent of the old do, do you have a skull can ring on your back pocket mm-hmm. so you you sand, uh-huh. the, sand yeah. the skull can to like have that impression it's just like maybe you can pay somebody to walk the hem off of your jenkos <laughs> so you don't have to yeah like, or they if could the start selling them pre-walked through. Out, yeah it was like if the bottom hem wasn't worn out on the back of your jenkos everybody knew that you just like put them on if you were a weekender yeah that's oh, right yeah exactly it's like all oh, those yeah he's only yeah 
Yeah. You could you could see the you could see the mileage. All all hat no cattle. Those, those jeans only have two miles on them. Snooze <laughs> a docker update. Yeah, get get out of here, Docker. Docker's trying to make me. I've update. been snoozing. I've been snoozing Docker updates. Man, I've had some really wild experiences um, messing with so development on the road. Cause I did, I did do some dev work. You guys, can you believe this? We had someone, I had a friend refer someone over that had an old Django app Mm. and you guys would not have recognized this thing. (laughs) Hold on. It was like Django 1.1. I want to take a moment to appreciate the fact that you have, you have ascended to the heights of like, I've, I, I started this agency and built it up and I've built the team that I trust to run things and I get to go be CEO. And now yep. I'm freelancing again because <laughs> well, I'm not a so developer at my was, company anymore. So I'm just like freelancing for my cousin. Y'all don't let me write code anymore. So I gotta, <laughs> okay. I gotta get that fixed elsewhere. Um, Getting no, nostalgic I mean, with it, was, it too, it with a, Django 1.1. 1. 1, no yeah. kidding. It was a, it was a favor, right? Someone came in, it was way too small. It was like a 10 hour project. I was like, Oh, we can't, we can't throw a team around this, but I wanted to do the favor. And the thing was with it being such an ancient, it was built in 2009 Django site. Oh, wow. wow. I was like, God, back in 2009, there were like nine of us writing Django, you know, there's like one of 10 people in the world that would look at this thing and, and be able to recall how it all worked. But there was no managed.py you guys. It was, you had to you had to dig around. There was no virtual environments. There was no pip. Hmm. This server didn't even have easy install on it. It was just a third party directory where you unzipped your modules, and there was a whole bunch of sim linking you had to do in the Python. Path. Oh, you guys know man. about the Python yeah. path? Yeah, that's what like virtualenv does for you. Right? right. Yeah. Is it, it it puts a bunch of stuff on this Python path environment variable that the uh, uh, Python interpreter looks for? Yeah. And now in Docker, we don't even worry about any of that shit. We just install everything into like system Python and not having had to worry about environments. But anyway, sim linking, I was working was, on this thing. Sim linking was revolutionary when that kind of hit the deployment world. Cause like when Capistrano totally. came out and you mm-hmm. quit having to FTP up your stuff and you could simply yeah. sim link things across. Well, I remember that was back just like and forth, right? blowing yeah, my mind. Yeah, exactly. Like to be you able to roll, roll it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can, you can't roll back when you, uh, upload to FTP. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. it is gone now. It's dead forever. <laughs> and even our sync. Right? And it's yeah, actually, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's harder to roll back now. You can roll back a Docker image, but if yeah. you don't have it locally, you do have to download it. It's not mm-hmm. instantaneous. But I was working on this thing, and I didn't get it finished before it hit the road, so I, I was doing some dev work in this Nomad style. Because, like, whatever, I have low signal most of my day. Like, right now, I'm working on a proposal for a client. I'm, like, working in a spreadsheet in a doc. I can do that mostly offline. I need to be online to upload it, email it to somebody, but, like, I don't need a lot of bandwidth. And for dev, it used to kind of be that way, too, right? You, that way, too. You know, like, you, you have the files locally run it locally. You just got to get online to commit it and send it up. Mm. But now that we're on Docker, this has gotten harder because Mm. I found myself sitting in a parking lot outside of a laundromat in Grand Junction, Colorado, because I blew something up when I migrated the site um, and everything was broken (laughs) and my phone's blown up. Like, Hey, this is not working. Like, Oh shit. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm trying to get this thing running, but I needed to download like, I don't know how many gigs, many gigs of Docker images to run it locally. Wait, I, so there's know, a, I needed, 
there's a web app that's from 2009 that is somehow now deployed. I dockerized. Docker. Oh, you dockerized, I dockerized it. it because, because here's the deal. I could not think of a better way to run a Python six app, right? Like what version of Ubuntu did I have to get installed on a virtual private server to run Python 2.6 and get all this stuff to run with Docker? I was actually able to find Python 2.6 images, right? Wow. And freeze versions. I had to go download old, old eggs of, of Django and stuff like that. And like, I was able to with Docker recreate, a crystallized image of this very, very old application. Interesting. Um, and at home, that was fine because I had the, the bandwidth to do it. And these aren't like Alpine images. They're big, ugly images because you take what you get when you're out looking for uh, a 12-year-old version of Python. You know? yep. mm. um, yeah, but I did it. But it, that made it really hard. I couldn't just crack open the code, run a local dev server, and deploy this thing because I had Dockerized before I went. It was like, we've taken bandwidth for granted. And I used to, oh, I, just, yeah. I remember being able to like be totally offline, write code on an airplane. I right? loved that. Yeah. Those and, were good times. And commit and send it up as soon as I landed. And now it's like, no, I need, I need to, I need like a, a 30 megabit connection just to run this thing. Yeah. Just um, JavaScript uh, libraries and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. JavaScript, I feel like JavaScript did that to us. JavaScript made it okay. You know, they, they, they desensitized it, us to it. And then, and then Docker kind of took that, like, let's just do the whole OS. Um, <laughs> and you even, know, even like VS code and stuff like that, your IDE usually needs some kind of internet connection to do the code snippet yeah. suggestions and things. Cause it's pulled now, out in fairness, the server. If I had been smart, I would have run this project on my laptop and downloaded all those Docker images before I left because now, now they're static and I have the images locally. And as long as I don't fill up my hard drive and just do a YOLO Docker prune, trying to recover you know mm-hmm. uh i'm good i don't have to redownload those images but it was a surprise i was sitting there like cool i'll just fire this up and fix this thing real quick and then it instantly hit me as i saw it pulling layers so it's like oh no i'm we're gonna be here a long time yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we were <laughs> and i tried to explain it to the family they they couldn't quite understand <laughs> yeah they yeah they didn't like, why can't we just go it's like because i have three bars right here <laughs> and I have to download the entire internet in order to fix this website from 2009. I have to download all of the 2009 internet. Yeah, yeah every yeah, every ounce yeah. of 2009 internet from, internet from archive.org, and it goes at yeah. like two kilobytes a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so how is something awful dot, dot com these days? I you know I didn't think to check, but it's sitting it's sitting in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's in the it's in the history of the browser of this Docker image that I found that someone made of Python two six. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Go, I'll go I'll go dig in through the Internet Ex- Explorer seven history files, and I can probably pull up something awful and Ebombs World and um, all the greatest hits. Yeah. Oh. College humor was just getting started. Boy, it, it must have barely started. Yeah, because we didn't have bandwidth to watch many videos. Mm, yeah. I, I remember mm. when watching videos on the internet felt really novel. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh man, there's a lot of these videos. Oh, and they were terrible, like 360p, and you're just like, ah, but I'm watching it on on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You guys remember Real Player, Real Audio? Yeah, oh yeah. The Real Audio first, and then the Real Player videos. It was yeah. like that was yeah. streaming. It was all flash based. Oh, flash! I remember watching yeah. music videos on on Real Player on dial up. Yeah. Yeah. You like start the video and then you go in the other room for three hours. Yeah, because the whole thing had to render. Oh, it's yeah, like nine more. It's like yeah. nine more seconds here. I can I can watch a little bit further. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
No, by the time you watched that whole video, you had seen it like a hundred yes. times, you know, you just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we take it for granted that, that we don't have to do that anymore. If you ever try and do video work on your own, you're, you're quickly reminded that just like you're one bad, uh, tool choice away from having to make your users do that. So choose wisely. Cause there's a whole yeah. lot of processing that goes into, that's one of those things that still we take for granted because the platforms like YouTube and mm. Vimeo and all those yeah. do a lot of that for us. But when you're just like, no, yeah. I don't want to use YouTube. Screw you, Google. It's like, cool, have fun rendering yep. all the versions of those videos mm. and having them available for everyone. It's like, uh, wait, I think what? it's, it's easy to take for granted that like that, that, uh, downsampling is happening client yep. side, but totally. obviously you can't downsample unless you have the original quality thing. So yeah, having to, uh, transcode, 50 different versions and then have smart enough client side code yep. to switch between those versions as, as speed changes. Mm. Um, it, although there are some open source players that do that part of it. Yeah. Uh, AWS, AWS has got some good stuff going on with like a Lambda S3 kind of combo that mm. really helps with transcoding. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They had, they had an old school um, before Lambda where before Lambda ubiquity, I should say, because um, Lambda has probably been around a lot longer than it was publicly accessible, but yeah. mm. um, they had the elastic transcoding service. We used yeah. it at PBS to do stuff, but it was still wild. And I want to say it was backed by S3 at the time. It basically just crapped out a bunch of different files at yep. different resolutions in an S3 bucket. And then your, your client side player had to pick between those files and mm. update its buffers as it was playing. But it's wild because you take like a one gig video and it would turn it into like 30 gigs of files, even though they're like, you know, lower resolutions. It's just so many of so them. So many of them. Right. Yeah. Because mobile this and all the various. Yeah. That's a, there's a, there's, there are a few places that require as much processing still as video does. And, it, and, and video is just progressing forward at a clip that's just obscene everything's 4k this or that and your phone in 8k is around the corner yeah, yeah. oh absolutely yeah and our phones spoil us to, the, to all that too because we're just like do i just make a really fancy video on my phone yeah and then it's just like you don't realize what you've done what you have like the resources yeah. necessary google reminded me here a while back so like for for years if you had an android device you could back up everything to google photos right and if you didn't do video, and I think if you just downgraded your images to 1080p, it was free, unlimited, until last uh, July, I think. It was either July or June of this year. Uh, no more free lunch for anyone. Yeah. And, uh, and so all of a sudden now, I can't upload anything. I can't share anything. I feel like my mom having to like text uh photos to everyone yeah. like look at this i'll text it to you that's, <laughs> that's funny that's a shady move man it's it like is google came in and put they put a gun to the like head of all the yeah. photos of your child yes, you know exactly They're just like like pay us money and or all of your memories are destroyed and I, it's not a terrible amount of money but it's the principle right like it's sure. like two dollars yeah. they'll give me a hundred gigs but i know me I'll fill that up in, in probably the next three months, like, and then and then I'll be on to the next tier. So no, so I I discovered there's um, takeout.google.com. It's an app that they have That's that you can check brilliant. all of your stuff, YouTube, any Google product that you've uploaded data to, uh, you can download it. And it's kind of like Glacier. So they're like, cool, we'll work on that. Could take hours or days. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you an yep. email with yep. a link when it's ready. No, that's great. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I did that with Facebook when I 
mm-hmm. broke up with mm-hmm. Facebook the first time. But uh, I, I distinctly, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've got a chunk of my life where I was on an Android phone for about two to three years mm. where I've just like, those photos are dead to me gotcha, yeah. <laughs> because, because I was on <laughs> Apple before and then I went to Android and then now I'm back on Apple. And so like, there's this window of no media that because it lives on Google, uh, Google's, uh, photos. Mm. And I was so very like, you don't get to touch my things anymore. Cause I had a bad breakup with Google too, mm. as, uh, as one does. And so that when I would, I have the Google photos app on my phone, because I thought I'd be able to access it and look at those photos. And they're just like, hey, uh, mind if we hoover everything on this phone while we're at it? And I said, no. And they said, then, well, then you don't get to see your photos. <laughs> so it's like, oh, come on. That's such so, a Google move. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, totally. So you can go get them all. Yeah, and so that's what I'll do. My wife's rubbing it in my face all like, oh, really? Like, Because I'm pretty sure it's all unlimited for me. I've got the Pixel. And I was like, well, yeah, you just opted into carry our spyware around yeah. in your pocket yeah, you know everything yeah. you do so yeah have yeah. some photos you're, you're training skynet yeah. you get a free phone and all the photos you want yeah which also help train skynet yeah, so, yeah exactly. of course upload everything the good news is, is they'll recognize her and you when when, <laughs> when he comes and you'll be saved because they've scanned so many yeah. uh, photos yeah. of you yeah so well, it's good that you can recover those, Tyrell, because I was imagining yeah. that you had just like decided it was going to be sort of an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind of just like, I'll, I'll, I'll just be better off letting that go, you know, but you've got an undo button. I've, I've had it. I've, I've kept it around as a reminder that they have, they've held some photos hostage. So I, what was crazy to me though, was I think last week for the first time ever, I got a, a, a usage warning from Gmail it's just like you're seventy five percent through your free account. As it's like, oh, I'm sorry, what, what year is it again? How yeah. is this? Yeah. Like, how long have I had a Gmail account and never been warned about capacity? It's like apparently it yeah. takes ten years, <laughs> twelve years to long. get to seventy five percent of personal capacity. What is the capacity on a free Gmail now? I remember it was like a big deal when F- it came out. Fifteen were, gigs. Remember when the invites? Okay, it was five gigs or something like, or maybe it was only two gigs. Mm. When they first came out and people were handing the invites out, it was revolutionary. Oh, Two man. Yeah. They'll yeah. never use it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, never be able to fill this up with email. That's but crazy. then, yeah. uh, But then Hubris got us, and now we download the entire internet to run uh, 80 megs of Python code. Yep. I d- and... I- and and now we've gotten to a place where like, hey, I took a I took a five K video on my phone. I'm just going to email it to myself because yeah. that's more convenient to me than transferring it over the local network to the computer across the room. I was going to um, say because we've taken it for granted. <laughs> I used uh, Gmail as S3 for like for five years too. Yeah, and I would just email yeah. stuff to myself and go, oh, cool. Well, now it lives there. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't feel like looking up the IP address of that machine. Never. No, no. Just gonna email. Yeah, and I'm not setting up my own. DNS I still text server, myself so. photos all the time. That's that's how I tend to get. There's AirDrop in the Apple ecosystem, right? I still will text myself a photo. <laughs> that's and, funny, and that's and send it all the way to space and back. You know, <laughs> just um, use iPhoto or f- yeah, uh, photos. I, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. the photos thing. The the to sync it across devices. I take a lot of photos and I shoot a lot of video on my uh, phone as well. Mm. I, I filled up my iPhoto storage a long time ago. So I've moved to offline file management for photos and stuff like that. But yeah. so I've made two stops at Best Buy. Every time I see a Best Buy mm. on this trip, I have like stopped and bought a hard drive mm. and a stack of SD cards. I'm far too lazy to transfer stuff off my phone. That's why that's, I think that's probably why I'm most comfortable with Apple because I feel like I, 
uh, yeah. justifiably or not, I trust them a little more with privacy. And so letting their systems sync everything everywhere is allowed me to not have to plug my phone into a yep. computer, which is fantastic. I'm like a caveman. I just, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Casey. Like I've, I've got hard drives. I was telling Joseph uh, a little while ago that uh, a couple weekends ago, I, I wrote a simple Django app that I've got some management commands in that I can ingest file paths, do checksums on them, and then deduplicate files because I just, once I fill up a device, I drag that folder into a portable uh, hard drive and then I'm just like, cool, well, problem solved for now. I guess I'll you know, figure that out later. And so, yeah, so I wrote this deduplication thing because I've got like two terabytes of backup now. And I'm quite certain it's mostly just duplicate files. I can probably get down to smart. under a terabyte. Yeah. 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 So at the risk of cannibalizing all my bandwidth and turning me into Megatron, I'm going to turn my video on so you guys can see this because I wanted to show you that it, it's true. I, I haven't even opened this one yet. Oh, I just have a four gig hard drive sitting right here next to me. And I should have a stack of Wait, did you say, say four gig? SD cards. It's a four, er, four terabyte. Okay, oh, I was yeah, like, no, I was where did say, you find dude, a four gig hard drive hard that drive. big? <laughs> I've been doing uh, Jenga 1.1 too long. I'm back in the don't, gigabyte world. Don't, don't buy hard drives out of the trunk of a dude at a laundromat in Provo again. Uh, he, he, you got taken, bro. This was a. This is actually at the Alamosa, Colorado uh, Walmart. But the uh, yeah biggest biggest hard drive they had. If mm. they had had a you know, like a big, like a terrestrial, a non-portable, this is a non-SSD because I just needed raw storage. I didn't need speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've learned to like take a, I keep a, a, a nice, fancy, expensive two terabyte SSD with me at all times when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And I do anything that's like work intensive on that. If I need to like, we do a lot of video editing and stuff. Um, and so I use that as like a working library and then I just bring a platter of super slow hard drives just for my glacier storage, you know, mm-hmm. as we're going. Um, yeah, it's been, it's wild collecting up all this data. And it's, it adds to the Mad Max vibe of this trip that I'm on, which has been very <laughs> Mad Max out here in the desert. We camped, camped. We parked our, our RV um, at, in a ghost town here in Utah, uh, right before we got to Moab. And, um, Someone had bought like an old barn and turned it into a general store and they let RV park RVs park overnight for free there. But like, I'll have to send you guys pictures. It was like, it's like old. It looks like, um, the junkyard town where they land the plane in Con Air, you know? Um, <laughs> nice. Very visceral. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. That's what it looks like. I mean, it looked 100% like that. It's just like flat open desert as far as the eye can see, you know? you like 30 miles to the horizon. And then there's just this massive shanty town in the middle of it that has turned sort of into an art piece. And it was just like old, old cars with, you know, uh, uh, longhorn, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) horns on the hood and like spikes and shit coming out the windshield. I mean, it was very, it was very, very Mad Max. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So So like, me, me hoarding data on, on like little boxes and carrying them around and stuff like that just somehow feels like a part of it. And it also felt very Fallout too. It's mm, like the, that's mm. the two vibes I kept getting. And I've made a lot of trading bottle caps for water references on this trip. <laughs> when are you, uh, the fam- 
Paige and Henry don't get it, but you still you're still you're still giving them. Eventually, it'll be an inside joke. I literally they, I told them they'll only like, get because start of trading you. bottle caps for radiation medicine, and they really didn't. Some rads yeah, yeah, it's rad. When are you going to When are you going to come clean? Yeah. When are you going to come clean and and just confess that you're just going to a bunch of different burns, it, like uh, burning Flipside uh, and Burning Man and you know <laughs> burning I, uh, whatever the, the one in Kansas City is. The first thing that the first like ev- we went to an event uh, along this uh, a thing called Gutted in Alamosa. That sounds like um, a just burn. outside the Great mm-hmm. Sand Dunes. It was a they were filming a pilot for a competition TV show that I think they're trying to sell to Netflix Mm. where three teams came out and they bought an old van, an old RV from like the seventies and then an old short school bus. And they assembled three different teams of like van builders to come do custom work on them. And they gave them five days to take these gutted rigs and turn them into adventure vehicles. Um, And then they invited out, a ton of people that have done custom RV van school bus work. And they basically assembled this little town and to, I've never been to a burn, but from my observations on the outside, it was like a very small burning man type experience. I'm getting the signal from Tyrell. Oh no, no, that's me trying to turn on do not disturb. And that was that finger was like, aha. Like I found I the button because the, the OS changed Casey's, how things work. Casey's 4G Man. died signal. Y'all are not making me feel good about Big Sur. I'm holding on to Catalina and oh, Michael with white <laughs> knuckles. Uh, I'm going to have to help. Every time I plug my phone in, it screams at me like, you have to update your computer to use this device. It's like, fuck no, I, bullshit. <laughs> device is working right now. I'm using it right now, y'all. I'm dialed in on my phone. Yep. Yep. I, uh, um, I'm dealing with stuff on my work computer. I'm dealing with stuff on Joseph's computer. Shoot, Trent couldn't do Git because of like on permissions on the Mac the other day. Yeah, but, yeah he ran yeah. into a funny one. The, the, yeah. I've been super tempted by the M1s, but Tyrell's experience trying to run code on it has got me. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. to basically to- get rid of all my fancy libraries. Basically, all the kind of data science stuff is not happy on an M1 right now and I'm just doing everything I can and fighting against the current to not just like install Anaconda and I remember fix it all with that because some people say that works mm, but I've uh, I've been told that before yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. yeah the data science community thinks that Anaconda they don't know what it is honestly right yeah and they think that they think it does things it doesn't um, it, it's you data science folks I get it it's easier than PIP Mm-hmm. But it's just, oh, you give up so much to yeah. use it. <laughs> like yeah. any control over any version whatsoever. Which is kind of a big deal when you're trying to build production software as opposed to Run a thing notebooks. that runs on that guy's computer over there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was learning it. I was uh, getting uh, auto, auto scikit-learn because mm. I've been starting to play around with some auto ML. And uh, mm. yeah, it got to, I got to the, the part where I was talking about the dependencies I was going to have to install. And the the guy making the the tutorial is just like, uh, installing these parts can be a little tricky, so use Anaconda. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm so gonna, to complete my answer to your question, Tyrell. I'll build the binary um, the old-fashioned way like the good Lord intended. <laughs> 
I have not committed to, to us traveling from burn to burn, but I did feel like I was kind of at one. Yeah, it was yeah, very mm-hmm. surreal. That's also Mad Maxi. There, that's how the it old starts. School buses that with rooftop decks and stuff, and the drones. Man, the influencers flying the drones oh, every I which bet. direction. I it bet. was a it was a it was a bleak glimpse into our future. Just a whole lot of um, yeah, just everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And Henry was like, Henry would see him, and he got really excited because. And I I can't bitch too much because I have a drone. Right. Mine may or may not have taken flight at the same event, but uh, <laughs> so Henry knows what they are, and so he's like standing outside waving at them. And I was like, stop waving at the surveillance state. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know these people. Some of these drones are not. YouTubers, some of these belong to the police. <laughs> Look know? at that like, compliant little boy. Very nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been desensitized. Yeah. I bet. So yeah, I don't know. We'll go to another burn, maybe. It was wild. We were also stuck and that made it not not as fun. Yeah, I, I remember like, you literally said, we got the vehicle got was stuck. stuck. You got yeah. stuck in the sand, huh? That was quite the that was quite the backdrop of um, un, un discomfort that whole event of knowing that like you know if we just decide we don't want to be here anymore that's not in our control <laughs> um, but we did end up getting yanked out by a, a, a very nice gentleman in a jeep in trade for craft beer so uh, mm, solid I gave him a few Beauty Ranger IPAs and he yanked me right out of there. oh those are good too those are the potent ones that's you know I, I was smart to collect up good you know um <laughs> Well, that's what I learned from playing Fallout. I was going to say, like you haven't got to carry around some. You got to carry around good enough like trash loot that it's actually trades for value. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you you can go and find various ales at, at some of the places, and they're they're worth money uh, in the game or bottle caps. Exactly, you know, but, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize you can trade ales for things. Mm-hmm. I think I just drank them when mm-hmm. I got them. You just get blurry vision, and you're like, "It's fun to get the blurry vision." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember. Your charisma goes up, though. <laughs> I, I remember. I, well, I think it was wasn't in Fallout. It must have been in um, Skyrim. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can get plastered in Skyrim. Well. Having, yeah. having a beverage going. Like, oh, that's cool. What what does this do? And just like, well, that's not helping anything <laughs> i did no. i did find like that uh like i'm not sure it's probably it does, your, be, does your charisma go up yeah yeah it, does, it, it yeah. does at least in fallout for sure so yeah. if you're trying to like if you're trying to do like coercion yeah. quests where you're trying to talk to people and stuff like that you can get a little boost from getting saucy but you don't want to get into a fight because nope. you can't swing straight yeah <laughs> and you can you can sometimes get better deals out of the uh out of the markets too like that because your charisma's up yeah. a little bit so yeah you your charisma makes better. your trade yeah. values yeah, Go up. Look at these hides I found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, I, <laughs> Alan, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Uh, I need to know. Mm-hmm. And Casey, you can weigh in on this more, but I think you've only read one of these. Mm-hmm. What are you more excited about? Wheel of Time coming out or Foundation Series coming out? We got two stupidly epic oh. long and things the, turned into series three i think even mm. well one's a movie uh dune oh I yeah dune yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i love that these content created like the the fact that there's a digital platform digital platforms that have way more content than they know what to do with they're finally just going like we'll do it we don't care we'll, yeah. we'll we will turn those really long <laughs> things 
into content mm-hmm. for you because that means you'll yep. be staying here a long time. Yeah. And we don't care. And, and now they're not pressured to like put it all into two hours or, you know, like yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll stretch this out for eight years if we can. Yeah. Why not? You know, they, they definitely totally. can with, <laughs> with a foundation oh, a yeah. time series. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those fans are pretty strong. They, um, I was, I, I forgot. I meant to look this up when you'd sent me the link about that because yeah. TBS actually did a wheel of time series that like they handled it very badly i think it was tbs TBS. i wouldn't trust tbs to like make the no, wheel of time none of the fans knew about it or anything and apparently it just like hit the internet one day that like hey there's a wheel of time series out there and they're like what like go and look at it, and it was terrible and, yeah 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 all that Is tbs so. still around i haven't had cable for so long i forgot that there's that gotta be some place to watch big bang theory and two and a half man yeah i'm not sure that's cbs know? that is cbs and tbs those are all in syndication mm-hmm. And they, they, just they resold, with resold it. Yeah, Paramount owns them all. So do they? I and um, yeah. Well, and, they're all owned by one dude at the at the end of the day. Ted Turner? <laughs> Is that you? you coming to Ted Turner? Or, yeah. Or yeah, just turning into a George a, Soros a thing? Yeah. You've been in the desert that long. <laughs> we're going to start complaining about George Soros. <laughs> yeah, man. COVID five G is real out here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How are your testicles? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a Nicki Minaj cousin I know, I thing. It. I was about to say, please. That didn't land quite like I wanted. Not just like, oh, that went. I really went out on we a got canceled. I really went out on a limb for that reference, I'm and it sorry, blew up in you my put face. All that rope out there, and I had to just let no, you hang. You did great. Um, you did great. I that was perfect. That was appropriate. A bit dusty. Um, <laughs> as, as, there we go. Yeah. It's a dry now heat I, out there. Now though, we huh? put the we put the nail in that one. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll, um, yeah. We'll, we'll close the chapter on that. So, yep. uh, TBS. Now huh? we got the cancel. The T- yeah, Turners. Yeah, broadcasting wrestling. Station. I think is on TBS. So I, I've I've not read either series, unfortunately. That is that's the that's the hard truth. Well, I don't um, think Dune. You... Yes, I've read. Okay, um, yeah. but but long time ago. It's been a bit. I've read one of each of the series. I've not read my way through the complete series of either. I uh, Foundations, you know, one of those ones that's like on the bucket list that I may never get to. So that's so I'm excited about that series. Uh, Wheel of Time. I read uh, the first, like the prologue book, basically. So mm-hmm. after the first one came out, and I think they did a few, then they did like this prologue. Uh, New Spring or something like that. And so I read it because it was about that thick compared to the others. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to get my feet wet, see what this is about. That's smart. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, it's good, but like that's, that's where like I was, I'm already, I was already reading uh, Sword of Truth by Terry Goodkind uh, around that time. And so, you know, it's, it's tough to, uh, to read all the fantasy series, especially when they're all kind of, you know, they're tackling the same things in similar ways. Dune, I still haven't finished. I've started a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I've I haven't started that one either. Just mm. just read, so or uh, oh, just that, watched. Excuse me, just watched the old one. I haven't ah oh, tried okay. to read the yeah. book yet. So. Yeah, I I try and I get so far about, and then so I've got the audio book, and it's a pretty good production. But then some of the scenes they insert the brown noise that you know, so a ship engine in the background just. Is, Oh really? Yeah. And then next thing I know, I'm out. 
And then just wake <laughs> up like at some point going like, where are they even talking? Where did I get to? That's like, oh, funny. crap, I'm halfway through this. Oh, man. That, that's... Start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Those, yeah. those dramatizations. We accidentally rented hmm. or got from the library. I, I thought we'd gotten The Hobbit, the audiobook, but we got The Hobbit, the dramatic... Uh, like the BBC. Audiobook, yeah. And it was... Uh, the kids enjoyed it. I was mm. out of my mind the whole time. Mm. Just like annoyed. But it is what it is. Yeah. So do you, it was just hearing all of the voice Because there's a lot of voices in The Hobbit. You got all the dwarves. Yeah. I was going to say, and, for just getting started just, with all the dwarves. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Yep. You're just hopping all over the place. Mm. And then you, the, the, you'd lose the context of whose voice that was. Uh, and so you're just like, am I supposed to remember the the fake accent that represents Keeley versus Feely? Yeah. I, I I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was inefficient. But again, the kids were entertained, so that was the main purpose. And the foundation looks good on the uh, on the apple. If mm-hmm. you've if you've bitten into that one yet, uh, I haven't bitten into any of the apple content yet that was how they apologized gotten, for the m1 when i got the uh new <laughs> it was like sorry we yeah, decided to change hardware uh how about a year of apple tv for all your headaches i've Wait. bought enough devices that i've got i've definitely got a year of free apple tv but uh mm. has anybody watched the uh you guys watched the was it ted lasco oh i love oh, yeah. ted lasso, ted lasso is awesome show is yeah. that the name of it Oh, it's great. Is like, it good? Yeah, it looks like it totally. might be funny. It, okay. it, it is, and it's feel good. So, like, Alyssa watched it without me because she actually is a soccer fan and all this. And so, like, I would come through and I always liked it, like, whenever I'm walking by and she's watching it. And so, season two comes out. And so, I feel like, well, she's going to watch that. I want to watch that with her. So, then I'm starting to catch up on it. And she's coming, watching it with me because she loves it. Just like, oh, you're watching Ted Lasso. And yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. It's, uh, the concept is pretty amazing. I guess he had come up with that character like for a spoof on ESPN once upon a time. Mm-hmm. The idea yep. of an American football coach like commenting on soccer, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, right, right. And, and so, then they take that. In, into like what if he coached a bad soccer team um and then and the feel good part of it is like he's just a really good coach like he just can't help it he has to make everyone else better you know around him and and everything like that so like every episode i think you you feel good and uh roy kent is is a is a hero of, of mine now <laughs> i love him yep it's pretty pretty funny yeah yeah yeah, that was a surprise one. Speaking I didn't think it was going to be near as good as everyone said it was going to be, and I was just like, "Whoa, Same. it actually, it actually is." I think that's it's like the only that show like, that people would pay for Apple Plus, mm. Apple TV Plus now. Instead, Lasso. Mm. You know how you see, you look especially like comedies, and you see like trailers for them, and you have to like look past the trailer because universally, no trailer makes a comedy look good. Mm. And I always wonder if that's just because it's hard because you don't have the character development in a trailer to make that work or if it's like some inside joke in the industry of like, let's see how bad we can make, but comedy trailers like always like look so stupid. And so I, it was, it was one that I've, you know, I've accidentally clicked the wrong button on my Apple TV and gotten blasted by the trailer for it a few times, you know, mm-hmm. and, and been like, Oh, that trailer looks not funny, but I can see the potential in that. Um, and speaking of American football, 
let's just get this real local meta. But yeah, how fun. You guys watched you guys watch backs whip up on the Longhorns? Oh, that, hogs. Oh, yeah. that was great. It's been ten oh. years since we could talk about the Razorbacks playing good football. Yeah. It was a Oh that was that was a fun weekend. It was good. I'm was actually a, looking forward. It's been a while since I've watched a whole game. I mean and sat down yeah, exactly. and watched yeah. the whole thing and enjoyed yeah. it. Not even been yeah. you know, like and and still zero it was, heart palpitations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was still close enough the that University like, of Arkansas pulled the gold posts off the fields when there were still like ten seconds on the clock. They're like, We don't want to see these getting dragged up yeah. the yeah. street. <laughs> yeah, not again. No, because the last yeah. time I think was that Tennessee game that we had like eleven overtimes yeah. in that the S the NCAA yeah, yeah, yeah. had to say, Okay, we gotta cap that. Um. Yeah, that man. That was a really good game, and and I can't remember his name, but he had an appendectomy like two weeks before it, and then oh yeah, the, he's like the getting sacked. Defensive and, player, yeah, 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 defensive lineman. Uh, yeah, that, that was good. It's it a good was game. It was fun to watch the reactions to everything on Twitter. Um, that's yeah. That's one of the things where in the in the modern era engaging that's one place where i still find value in twitter especially now that all the politics mm, have gotten mm. boring again thanks to you know the state of well relatively boring boring compared to the way it used to be yeah. which is just crazy yes. to go like this is boring politically yep uh but it yep. is and so i don't really I'm good with it by yeah. the way oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm good with the bore yeah but yeah saturday and sunday are made for for twitter uh, watching watching the sports ball mm. and like mm. listening to folks and and watching reactions, and it's hilarious. Especially because, as someone put it, uh, <laughs> what was great, uh, I, the Reddit college football is a great follow if you mm. don't if mm. you if you pay attention to college football. Yep, uh, and yep. are on Reddit, and um, they were posting some stuff, and uh, a Texas person had posted in the like complain about your team thing. Uh, Everyone hates us more than they love themselves, mm-hmm. and, and I yeah. think that's very accurate. Mm-hmm. And then the next, the next post below that was a Georgia person going like, "Oh yeah, we do." By the way, welcome to the SEC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Twenty twenty five or something. Yeah, twenty twenty five. What was that? One of the, or I think, yeah, uh, one of the, and, and Oklahoma's coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two guys that started the Big Twelve were like, "Yeah, we're out." Yep. <laughs> it's funny the the big the Big Ten now has twelve teams right. and the and the and the Big Twelve now has eight. Yep. Um, so that's that's fun and confusing. I read they, um, they may be restructuring like the 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 Big they, Twelve they, may yeah. be. I think yeah, they will disbanding and yeah. yeah. Arkansas and what are these like teams like? Are they, is this thirteen and fourteen for the SEC or is it? 15 yeah, and we won't have divisions anymore. Is they're saying it'll break into pods now? Mm. So instead of good, they kind of need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what's hilarious? Like, we don't ever get to. We don't ever get to beat the shit out of Kentucky. You know, right? Yeah. We, we have to go against the. It's just LSU, Alabama, Auburn juggernauts every year. It's you know, give us a chance to kill the little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and national media, like everyone was dunking on on Texas. It was great. And the fact that it came in yeah. our hands was was even better. Mm. But what was the one of the things? There was a there's a guy that does little short videos. I think it's called SEC Stories, and he did one, and uh, it was it was joking about like uh, 
the Texas football trying to break into the office of the SEC and like <laughs> shred up their paperwork so they don't have to join. <laughs> <laughs> and they get caught. And so they're like talking with them about it. It's just like, and they're, they're lining out. And there's like, so here's your pods. And, and uh, like, this is what we're going to do instead. And here's your pods. And he's just like, so you're going to be in a pod with. And he's just like, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas A&M. In Missouri, I think is what it mm. was, and they're just like, "Oh, great! So we'll never, another, never win another college football game." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's it feels good. We'll see how the weekend goes. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll uh, hopefully. Who, who are we playing this weekend? Keep up, uh, Carol. No, Georgia Southern. So Georgia it's Southern. it's definitely okay. a, a paid pay to win situation, mm. which. Yeah, well, we you can't take those for granted in Arkansas yeah, football anymore. We, we, we took those for granted for a little while. A yeah. lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we couldn't even do that. <laughs> nope. That's, Colorado State. Those days are behind us now. Embarrass us in the worst way. That, yeah, well, hopefully. Oh, no, um, I would argue that I know, I, the, the UNT uh, uh, fair catch. Was it thing. UNT that did the, the, the fake fair yeah, catch? Yeah, UNT embarrassed us. It was UNT. Oh, yeah, that was God, the most embarrassing yeah. thing that's ever happened. And then, then we um, were given Ty yeah. Story, who was mm. the most uh, Arkansas Razorback hero ever. He loved the Hogs so much yep. that he left playing for Arkansas to go to Western Kentucky and start to come home to Arkansas and be Arkansas in our stadium <laughs> so that they would fire the head coach. <laughs> It's just like he is the real hero. Yeah, that was the we long play. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it was. It's just like that no, needs man. to. He he woke up every morning and like he had a he brushed his teeth and he had a picture of Brett Bielema just hanging on the wall there. Yeah. He threw darts at every yeah. day and coming, coming for you, Brett. That's yeah. a 30, <laughs> coming for you, Brett. That's a thirty for thirty right there. So more uh, content already. So. I know we're not a sports show, but I just had to. I just mm. had to talk about it. Yeah. I know we have I'm a lot of locals did. that watch the show, yeah. you know, and uh, it was happy. And I've I've really been conserving bandwidth, but you bet your ass I was streaming the <laughs> streaming the game. Sweet. That's why I conserve my bandwidth, so just, that when the time comes to stream, mm-hmm. I can do so. Well, you've got a live stream when you're at Burning Man. You get a video. Uh, uh, what, Twitch stream that? Well, you wouldn't Twitch stream Burning Man. What would you? How would you stream? Uh, that? I think you just TikTok everything these days. Does TikTok have a I, yeah, live component? Do, do the, no. uh, me and Tyrell and Big Chris were over at uh, where we were at Feed and Follow yeah. down the street from the office. Mm. And and Tyrell, did you make the Twitter? No, uh, Big Chris made the Twitter reference, and the our our waiter like laughed in his face so hard because our waiter was probably in his early 20s you yeah. know mm-hmm. college student mm-hmm. and it was just like the fuck's twitter yeah. bro he definitely got the okay boomer <laughs> laugh <laughs> i mean it's big chris so he does look like he's he could we could we could dress him down or dress him in the right we could pass him, him we could pass him for a, a, oh, yeah. a, several different ages i think as needed that's true yeah, as um, needed, yeah. yeah he, he's yeah. he's he is uh he's, he's versatile. a bit of a shapeshifter yeah, very very yeah. versatile mm-hmm. so except we just can't yeah, get him in but, someplace uh, small ah yeah um, it was funny and it was in between the lines <laughs> he didn't say like i get all of my news from tiktok but that's what he meant yeah um that's totally what he meant good times TikTok will get you. I've been I've been uh, on the kung fu kick uh, again. Like I've studied Wing Chun off and on for like the past twenty years, and I'm back on again. 
thanks Hobbs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's not a bad thing though. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of that cause he was doing, uh, 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 BJJ, but then I've, uh, I had a foot and ankle injury. So that's kind of been my, my, um, uh, therapy for that. Um, and, uh, and so like I've been avoiding TikTok. like my wife really likes it. Um, I just know it'll be a huge time suck. Uh, but YouTube, damn yeah. it, YouTube. YouTube's like, oh, you don't TikTok? Oh, yeah. well, we've kind of got the, that the here. The best like, compilation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the shorts yeah. Instagram stuff. will do that too. Yeah, the, yeah, the shorts. I don't, I don't actually TikTok. I use Instagram Reels, which is like half of the content has TikTok watermarks on it because mm-hmm. it's just exported mm-hmm. and reused. I'm, I'm definitely was against uh, TikTok as a as an organization based on its privacy stuff. And yep. so I, I never went there and I told, told Paige, we may not have this app in our house. Um, but we, but we Instagram reels is tolerable and it's the evolution of, you have to dig through a lot of stupid dances mm. and like teenager shit. Okay. But <laughs> it's where vine has ended up there. Vine is still alive. It's still out there. People are still making 10 second hilarious I- videos you just have to you just have to shovel so much poop to get to it. I haven't, but every once in a while it hits and you keep scrolling. I I, I want that. I've been promised that. I've not seen it yet. So Casey, okay, so you'll have to show me. Even I mean, even, I, even Austin. Time, Austin was just like, oh man, if you loved Vine, you're gonna love TikTok. I'll send you some great stuff. And he started sending me some TikTok videos, and I'm just like, all, all right, man. Sorry, yeah. that's. I'm not that into Pokemon. Yeah. I'll send you some. I, I, next time, next time I get on a roll, I will. I will send you. I've some seen some funny ones. There's Have this you? format about like saying uh, an inappropriate thing that actually is appropriate next to people walking by who will take it out of context. You know, like nice melons, and then the guys walking behind uh, some some a demographic of folks, and he's got two watermelons, and so they say a, right. like. Wah. Who do you think you are? And then, and then he just ignores them. It's all like, where'd you get those? It's all like Walmart. Like, yeah. Uh, I see. So you put your plant, <laughs> yeah. you put your plant behind the the people. Yeah. And then you talk yeah. through them. Yes. And say the talk offensive thing yeah. to get them actually, to trigger them yeah. and then ignore them to like have the conversation yeah. and make them feel. There was another yeah. uh, trendy one where people would wear a mask and say something super offensive. Yes. Um, yes. And people would be like, "The fuck did you just say?" And then they drop the, the mask, mask and say and say something. Proper, you know? Where's the yeah. Pringles? That sounded sort of similar. <laughs> They'd come up with it. Yeah, that's funny. yeah, yeah. Like one was like, uh, yeah, because I remember that when the guy walks up to to a lady is like, "Are you single?" She's like, "Excuse me," and he's all like, "Where's the Pringles?" She's like, "Oh, yeah, you said something else." That's but the but what got me on it is is the, is the because I'm watching kung fu instructional videos and then I've discovered that where I can just watch like a takedown and then swipe another takedown, swipe another, you know, yep. so I can watch like kung fu shorts and the Shaolin schools do some really neat choreography and, and things like that. Do you think? So, to kind of return briefly to programming mm. before we finish. Oh, that's what we do. Well, it's just yeah. more computers than programming, but te- mm. to return t- to the techie side of technology instead of the meme side of technology. And I don't call them memes. I meant meme E, like a, <laughs> with a dash and a Y. Uh, meme is what my mother is called by my children. I'll send, I'll send you some memes on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you send, me, you send me those TikTok <laughs> memes. Um, no, so obviously, like we all have very real uh, thoughts on slash concerns about TikTok doing stuff with the videos Mm -hmm. and like 
So then all of a sudden, and this is what's crazy to me is I don't know that I've ever seen that crossfeed that you're talking about, Casey. All of a sudden, TikTok videos are getting crammed into Instagram, aka Facebook, for pictures. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it's like, did Facebook somehow win in that regard? Because they're getting all of the TikTok content pushed into whatever whatever system that they're using that is um, uh, scanning over videos and photos and stuff. Just like uh, I talked with, with Big Chris on uh, the Lofty Talks last week about uh, Facebook having um, glasses coming out. And basically, mm-hmm. they're, they're saying like, oh, no, it... It's total. We'll totally have the privacy, but then like they can re- reverse engineer your identity super mm-hmm. simply just on demographics and everything like that. And so, right. like, is this another place? Like to me, it feels like another place where Facebook. No one's thinking about it, but Facebook is also getting the win here of just like being able to do stuff with that information. Because, like, like is there just like an import from TikTok button? Like you. Put your well, TikTok there's an export credentials in. from TikTok that 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 dumps out an MP4, right? That you can then simulcast, much like people used to do with mm. Snapchat. You would see, well, and you still see that. You still see like how would they do that um, with Snapchat? Wasn't the whole thing with Snapchat is it goes away forever? Then well, they, did they give up on that it, after a while? They they started getting their butt kicked by Instagram, and they kind of changed their thing. And and because it's usually, I think, what it's come down to is who has the interface that people want to use for editing yeah right so like snapchat had this slick interface for shooting video and putting text on top of it and instagram didn't have that yet so people would like shoot stories in snapchat and export that and then use that on instagram would it be i think that's what you're seeing with like yeah yeah sometimes there'd be watermark you'd see the little snap logo Mm -hmm. and that's where you see the tiktok watermark on Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on youtube shorts and instagram reels right and that's a place where i'm assuming um, TikTok has done themselves a disservice by having the best interface. So everyone wants to produce content there, but then they yeah. simulcast it elsewhere. So TikTok, no one is doing native content, I don't think, on Instagram and then moving it to TikTok. Right. So TikTok only gets right, TikTok. Right. Instagram gets everything because it starts at TikTok, but it's at the top of the mountain and it trickles down. But there's not an API um, they're hitting, you think, to get advanced like, yeah. data off of that, like metadata off of. So they're losing no, some of that, because- that quality data, so to speak. Uh, I would I would say so. And my issue with TikTok at the time was less about like um, the content privacy and more about like they had all that stuff with their apps that was like snooping all kinds of stuff on your phone. Yeah, for sure. And basically, you know, they had they had a lot of like local privacy in the in the code itself and backdoors and stuff. And it was an app exclusively marketed to 13 year old kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was my issue with TikTok was just like, oh, they're going to put this in front of impetuous people with no impulse control, snoop every piece of information they can get about them and, you know, put a terms of service in front of them. They don't even have the capacity to understand or read, you know, video short the enough that they can scenario, watch them. Yeah. In the best case scenario, they're going to use that to wait till that demographic ages into like being able to enter into purchasing agreements. And in the worst case scenario, it's going to be much, much worse than that, you know? Um, so that was, that was my issue with TikTok, And then it, all the same content started showing up on Instagram reels and my desire to see vines again, 
uh, basically overrode my morality. Yeah. And now I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adapt and As overcome. tends to happen you know? in the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's legality and morality, and I usually let morality control. Um, but convenience puts its finger on the scales, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, but somehow I, mean, I feel better about it by not having that app on my phone. Same. What it's same. It's <laughs> funny you you mention it that way because I instantly think of kind of the opposite analogy hmm. with of convenience versus morality, quote unquote. Because the way I quit pirating things was it got easier just to give them a little money mm. and not have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Now, it, but yeah. there are definitely places like when that ease breaks down, I will uh, hoist the Jolly Roger as necessary. But it's like as long as that ease is there, I will gladly yeah. Yeah, have 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 a kind of like um ah oh, wow I've really screwed that up uh, kind of like sellers of Catan it's just like have money we'll trade for time mm. um, because mm-hmm. I want to keep that time and not have to go through that and I personally yep. I never got my 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 pirating systems sophisticated enough to not require enough hand holding to make it inconvenient. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I, I had systems, I had things, I could watch wherever I wanted to eventually, but there was just a process that required you my involvement. You have to maintain it, though. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, the yeah. moment they were like, hey, we'll give you that and you can watch it however you want now for a small fee and you don't have to do that anymore. It's just like, okay, perfect. Thank you. Here, just have the money. And they you know, took good. risk off the table, right? Yeah, a bunch yeah. of risk comes off the table for that. I remember Apple did the coolest thing with... Um, I forget what the program was called when they first launched iTunes match. That's what it was. Mm. It was basically like, look, yes, yes. Put all of your music in iTunes. That's and whatever it is, we're, you're going to pay this yearly fee and we're <laughs> just going to grant you a license to redownload that from iTunes, from our library in full high quality. Cause we know you were downloading 32 kilobyte MP3s <laughs> on LimeWire. That's right. Yeah. For all of the early two thousands. They totally, right. Yeah. We'll let you download the actual version of it and and give you a proper license to it. You pay this yearly fee, and that license was universal. And basically, it was called iTunes Match, but we all called it Piracy Amnesty. Yeah, you know? that's totally what it was. It, hey, you seven hell marys cheap. and ten dollars, and all your piracy yeah. sins are forgiven. It really was. It yeah, give you better Catholic. files, and we'll uh, store. I totally. grew up Catholic, and yeah, it definitely. You, well, you you did your pittance, and and like and it was like twenty five bucks for a year. Yeah, it was crazy so it was cheap. Like, Fuck yeah, I'm going to drop $25 on never worrying about the RIAA again. Because yeah. at that point, I had stopped downloading music. You could stream, you know? When, what I hated was they did that with, um, like, eh, Lala was a, a music service that they bought for that, basically the tech that really enabled that to go seamlessly in the UI and everything. And Lala would allow you to do that. Or on the, it, it wasn't it wasn't the amnesty side of it, but they would allow, it would... You could sync what you had with what you were streaming, and then as long as you had it, you could stream it. And then on top of that, you could pay for a digital-only version, like a stream-only version of the content for a dollar. So it's just like, mm. pay a dollar for the streaming version of this album, or pay $10 to download it. Mm. And uh, like I loved Lala. It was my favorite music thing. Yep. And then Apple bought it, and it went away forever. And some of that stuff kind of got put back in there, and some of it doesn't. The story of every... Well, and then, and then startup that gets hoovered mm-hmm. up by something giant. Mm-hmm. Apple Apple mixed that tech with the fact that they actually had the ability to license the exactly. tracks, yeah. you know, at scale, and 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 you got what you got. But it was a it was a very very cool, and that for me was like, um, 
in that case, that was money I spent and it was less about convenience and it was more about risk. Right. I was like, yeah, I don't want to worry about getting those letters that everyone talks about. Um, I only got a movie so yeah. letter. I never got a music letter. I've never gotten never a got a music letter. No, no. I, uh, I got a movie letter for it. Hmm. Yeah. That was the one time I left the, the computer restarted and forgot to v- turn your VPN, yeah, VPN on didn't, there. Wasn't set to auto turn on, mm. but, um, transmission was just like we got you buddy and then it was just like <laughs> got you fam seeding seeding like a mug out all over the internet and it's oh, like oh oh uh and yeah. then sure enough they're just like we see you you were distributing because it's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like uh uh drugs in that like possession is not a crime it's it's distri- distribution so they're just like you you download it we don't care you seed it to other people now you're getting yeah right the 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 hand smack so Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's two uh, sides to that, right? They get to get you for the distribution model, but then they also get to encourage people not to distribute, and like you know, makes the community kind of toxic. Where everyone's like, "I'm a download, but I'm not a seed." Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Sure. It's yeah. mine. I, I got mine. I would. <laughs> I would seed only. That's, I would allow seeding while I was downloading. I would never just seed. I wasn't just like out mm-hmm. there just being like, you know. You Bernie Sanders giving everybody free <laughs> free videos. The uh, I love the the term uh, the uh, the Reddit hug of death. Uh, yeah, like because the open yeah. directories, man. If you don't have your stuff secured and it's open and a bot finds it and it gets on Reddit, dude, they will w get you to death. Yep, for sure. <laughs> yep, that's w get dash r. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me everything right now. Not even. Don't even wait. No, no wait. I'll sort of it. I'll sort it out later. I just want to have access to it before it gets shut <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hadn't, I, I, I hadn't thought about hug of death until this week again recently because we were talking about um, comparing DigitalOcean and Linode. Linode. Mm-hmm. And one of the only knocks that I had against DigitalOcean that I assume is gone now. I haven't confirmed, but part of their policy there for a while was if they had a DOS mitigation policy. And basically, like if they assumed you were being dosed, they would they would mm. they would uh, take you offline. Mm. And, but it's just like that. Also, there were quite a few folks that got a hug of death. That that was not an infrastructure hug of death, but like they got they got that spike and mm. D- DigitalOcean assumed they were getting dosed and shut them down. Oh wow! <laughs> it's yeah. like that's that is garbage. But mm. I'm I'm quite sure they've resolved that by now. Um, to something a little more nuanced than just like lots of traffic, kill it now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on DigitalOcean, but I I play with Linode though too. It's fun to spin up uh, spin up their nodes and, mm-hmm. and do things. But I'm kind of that's where I'm like constantly going back and forth and comparing them. That I know I kind of put DigitalOcean a little bit ahead uh, in in our last you know in our Slack discussion about that. Yep. It's like yeah, a little bit ahead. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Their, uh, prices are the same. Uh, and, uh, and that's where I, I, I just kind of assume DigitalOcean has some of those features that Linode doesn't, but it might just be more my familiarity with, uh, DigitalOcean than Linode. I haven't logged into Linode in probably three years back when I was using it with one of my previous companies and like we were fully running on it. Mm. Um, it was, it was totally stable with occasional exceptions but i mean that's kind of everybody mm. um but the it, 
the UX and every, the experience, it's, it's clearly, how do I, it's funny because I'll kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth. It's clearly, quote unquote, made, for, uh, made by engineers because it's very low frills, which is part of what made it so affordable. And it, it was really good in that, in that way. And so like, I can relate to that on the engineering side. And most of the time I'm just going to be SSHing into the box anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But there was something about digital ocean having just the appearance of progress because I don't really use the, the buttony features in, in uh, digital ocean or I didn't the last time I was in there. I know there's even more stuff. Now I probably mash a couple, give me a server buttons at this point, mm. but um, just the appearance of progress is what made me lean more in that conversation towards, uh, I keep wanting to say Dropbox, Digital Ocean <laughs> versus Linode, because Linode kind of seem, seemed a little stuck in the, in the mud there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, stuck in the mud at affordable virtual servers is not a bad place to be. Yeah, absolutely. But if your competition's got you on price, like got you matched on price, and they're just like, oh, and also you can have a button in case you're feeling lazy while you're having your coffee this morning. It's just like, yeah, I like being lazy with coffee. Yeah. I'll do that. So, uh, DigitalOcean, like here a while back, I was just kind of like, oh man, you're making the internet too easy though. Now they've got, you know, they had uh, basically a backup, like, okay, you've got your droplet, lost your, uh, lost your, your uh, uh, RSA file. Like there was a way to establish a password and recover it or whatever. And so now they have a, terminal that does an ssh connection so i i'm not even sure you need an ssh key anymore for droplets which i'm just like that just doesn't feel right so you're you're sshing in virtually through through the through the browser yeah it's through just the, like, like the rancher. Or, yeah, i mean like rancher the does. Console. yeah yeah so, yeah no those can be cool yeah aws of, kind of has that but it doesn't mm, work reliably yeah so yeah and digital no, may not either. it does I, if you're if it's it. on amazon linux but if as soon as you spin up any other os that Oh really? Console terminal gets weird. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I moved that crazy old Django site to DigitalOcean actually, so I, I have very recent experience uh, messing with it, and it, it does a lot more now. Yeah, they got I've yeah, also spaces. you know the mm. yeah push button get Kubernetes. They've got yep. managed. They've got RDS basically yep. managed databases, load balancers, spaces which are like S three buckets. I mean, basically, it's the fundamentals that AWS was founded on now. Right. Yeah, um, it doesn't have it doesn't have it might actually have some sort of lambda type service, but it doesn't have you know, all of the all of the meta services that you have from an AWS or a GCP. Right. Yeah. But t- mo- a lot of us are using AWS just for S3, mm-hmm. EC2, RDS, you know, Rufy. and, and, and prob- and maybe that's it. You know, if you're if you're just doing virtual private stuff and you're not trying to do lambdas or API gateways oh. or redshift and stuff like that it's a pretty good solution and it's pretty affordable too i like it it's um and i migrated my aws stuff over to DigitalOcean whenever i read about that you know for one thing a load balancer on on DigitalOcean is 10 bucks compared to 30 on aws and and so then i'm thinking like yeah but i'll pay that extra to not have to deal with an ssl cert no, or not have to think about it, you know, mash right. button, get SSL cert, you guys renew it forever now. And DigitalOcean yep. does that now with Let's Encrypt. So you can spin up a load balancer, get a get a cert just like you do in AWS. And so uh, so I got my 
domain through AWS and immediately terminated their obligatory hosted zone that yeah. they charged me like a quarter for or something a month. But I was like, I'm not using it. And then switched my name servers over to DigitalOcean's. And so I even do my DNS management. So you're, you're still using Route 53 as a registrar? Yep. And yep. that's all that's in AWS. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. So, so it's yeah. So I, I pay that twelve dollars a year, and then that's that's that. And you're then like, you're my GoDaddy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for DigitalOcean to to you know maybe maybe get in the registrar game. You know who knows? I'm that's sure they'll do it eventually. Yeah. they seem to be moving in that direction. They so. do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it it does beg the question. You know, obviously we're huge advocates of Rancher. Hmm. Uh, but as every service continues to have push button receive Kubernetes as an as a mm. as an option, it, it does make me wonder. Like, will there be a point where if you're in a cloud provider, you basically just use because Rancher allows us to to deploy Kubernetes to any cloud basically. This mm. is like when all of yeah. those clouds also have their private their own like Rancher that works for both their stuff. It's just like, oof, I wonder. Yeah, Rancher stays numbered in that regard. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I think. I mean, I think if we only put clusters in one provider, we would totally just use EKS, right? Mm. If we're only in AWS, we'd just use that, right? Why not? Right. And use the. But as long as you want to preserve the ability to go cross cloud provider and local Kubernetes, the fact that you can mm. use Rancher to import a local cluster that's running on someone's hardware, right. I think that's always going to have a place in the world. And that's um, that's interesting. Linode, uh, they had an article uh, here a couple of days ago um, where they were talking about that as like a term, cross-cloud provider. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of a yeah. thing. And I was thinking like, ah, oh, that makes sense, especially for Linode. Like they're just, they just know that you're not doing everything through them. <laughs> right. They're like, we got cheap service. <laughs> yeah. It's <just, laughs> yeah. Like, what, just use us a little. That's yeah. all we need is a little That's bit of we need. Yeah. Oh, we just need a little bit of We don't have Redshift, but we don't need to have Redshift. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just need a 32 core Postgres server. And that's why we're here. Um, <laughs> I have seen those servers. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> now, what you may see is like Elastic Rancher service, right? Where you get Rancher, but you run it in some hosted auto scaling capacity in one of the cloud providers to manage like, and it's a way that for Amazon cool. to control your Google's, you know, huh. click button, get rancher. That would be interesting. Could happen. Pretty cool. We have yeah. click button, get elastic search. We have click button, get Kubernetes, you know, there's, it, it, it's, it would be far from the first managed service of a ubiquitous open source platform. True. But those, those end up getting swallowed too, though. Mm. Like, I don't think anybody's still push button receiving elastic search. I think, they're using the internal products. They like let you hang out for a little while and they're just like, cool. Now that we know that there's market demand here, we're going to private label this bad boy, do our own version of it, go all sure. Walmart and make mm. a, make a great value version of rancher. So old which, school Microsoft, not new Microsoft. That was old Microsoft. You know, uh, I still, yeah. still not embrace, extend, extinguish yeah. new Microsoft still makes me uncomfortable. Still, I still can't trust it. It's just, it's mm. like living through the Cold War. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I don't trust them one bit. Well, I, I don't trust them one bit. But also, it's amazing. I was thinking about this: how much stuff has changed because I have the Gmail app on my phone, but I don't have Chrome on my phone. <laughs> because, like, just at, in the iOS world, Safari is better integrated for mobile. Yep. But like, I open up, I click a link anytime I'm in the Gmail app, and it's like 
don't you want to download Chrome and open this in Chrome? And I'm looking at it going like, man, like 20 years ago, the, the, the SEC put a gun to Microsoft's head for this kind of stuff. This yep. was antitrust. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, uh, I don't know. We've changed our perspective on what it means to control software and be dominant in the marketplace and give people convenience, right? Yeah, it's probably that same yeah. convenience trade-off. It people is. aren't mad enough to sue them anymore. Yeah. And so it doesn't turn into antitrust. Stuff. I mean, there's still, obviously there's still some big antitrust lawsuits going on right now yep. in the world, but, but still it's, uh, st- we, we, we absolutely like burned Microsoft at the stake for stuff that everyone does now. Oh, for 20, sure. 25 yeah. years ago. Well, and then, I mean, but it's to your point, it's about that convenience. Like think of how long it took right to repair to get to a point where it's almost got legs and, and, and like, making actions against Apple. Apple said, we will make this super convenient and you will never ask us questions mm. or, or anything. And everyone just said yes for forever. And then they just like took, took more and took more and took more away the whole time. Cause I remember like working on old Apple things. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was like a, uh, I feel like a settler <laughs> like <laughs> to have even reference that I used to be able to like swap out stuff on a Mac. But yeah, now yeah, I remember, I remember yanking logic boards up the back of a iMac. Yep. Mm. You know, and just going to Walmart and buying a freaking hard drive and slapping it in there. Yeah. And now it's like, no dog, your hard drive is soldered to your screen. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's uh, befuddling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to replace that screw on the heat sink, you are going to have to buy a new processor. Which the main thing, um, the main thing I don't like about that is just how it's, uh, it's, it's just, perpetuating the throwaway culture yep you know is, totally is my biggest deal with yeah. that like we should be able to i will argue though like oh, yeah. the 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 flip side of it is it may, it may not be purely and i'm i'm totally against the throwaway culture to be clear um i've seen your wooden but, toothbrush yeah, I know. No, I, you're good. yeah you're good. No, you've got mad massive yeah, street totally. cred there for, yeah yeah uh well and and like the the problem is that there's also a push from the community to have a device that's, you know, eight millimeters thick. Right. Mm. And like hard to do that with swappable fans. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, hard to, hard to push it in that direction without, uh, you know, doing unibody type construction like that. It's, it's kind of the trade off of everything's moving towards solid state, you know, to get smaller. That's really all we can do. Tim Cook pay you to say that. It's Tim, is old, old Timbo I, well, in your, uh, just, is old Timbo I, in your RV in with the you? Desert. Yeah. You're getting awful close to that West Coast. Right. It's starting to eke into your brain. <laughs> I am, I am over here. I'm in mountain time, you know, I'm yeah. in this, like yeah. this spot in the middle, but I'm also in Utah. So like, yeah. there's a trade there's a, I've got, there are forces pulling me in either direction right now. Um, but like, I'm not pointing it out as a right or wrong or good or bad, or it should mm-hmm. happen or it shouldn't happen. I'm just pointing it out as a, an unfortunate truth, right? If you want to keep shrinking the form factor, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to get a screwdriver in there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So yeah. you have to have your specialty Apple screwdrivers. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Right. Like those are real mm-hmm. micro screws. You got to yeah. get those micro screwdrivers from, you got to be you certified. Fix it, dot biz yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah. It's like, it, they're like, they're like Torx bits, but they're like Torx point zero ones. Yeah. I had a dude, I forget where I was. Oh, uh, it was a guy working 
for a company that had the leases on the MacBooks at one of my previous companies. And he found out that I was like interested in repairing stuff on one. And he literally slid me some of those screwdrivers. He's just oh. like, don't you dare tell anyone. And he like handed them to me. <laughs> nice. And I've, I've used them once or twice, not a whole lot, but I definitely was just like, I got the fancy Apple screwdrivers. They're not fancy. They're disposable. You just can't get mm. them anywhere. Right, right. Uh, they're just like super cheap. They, uh, you know, they do like they not being Apple or anybody, but just the the uh, the ubiquitous uh, they. Um, they do that on other stuff. Like I remember encountering a uh, weed eater once upon a time uh, that my my dad had bought, and then I'm trying to fix it because uh, the mix is off on it. Yeah, and it yeah, it's I'm looking at this screw going like what like what is what is this? It's clearly a screw, or it's where the flathead screw used to be that right. you would adjust the mix. Someone stripped this out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's like a proprietary thing that you know you have to be certified or whatever to be able to adjust the mix on any you know what is this? engine like that it's that's like a, a federal government thing oh really i guess yeah huh yeah they don't want you out there just making it all rich and smoking and not caring like yeah but i'm weed eating <laughs> in a plume of smoke there you go i mean yeah <laughs> all the beef we eat is probably worse than the dude who knows how to wants to tweak on his weed ear a little that's that was my argument at the time i <laughs> I may or may not have taken an old gun cleaning kit, uh, you know, the thing you shove down the barrel and then taking a piece off of it. And because it's good uh, aluminum, just it on that thing so hard. Until it fit. <laughs> just bend it into submission. <laughs> I, I could adjust it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, allegedly, maybe I didn't. Do yeah, that. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Uh, it's funny how much it, like the time flew on this one. We're like, Almost an hour and a half in, and uh, yeah, it back to talking in person again always feels good. Even though Casey yeah. was not, just uh, I think I'm having the opposite room. experience. I'm back to remote again. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to yeah. continue to do new stuff, new pioneers in content and and things. We're working out videos. We've got fancy influencer video cameras. I downloaded. OBS, so I'm gonna be like Ooh. the king of a whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love the yeah. simultaneous. I like oh, that we both know what that now. is. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah. So we're going. We'll, we're going to. to we're going to Twitch. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna, we did. I'm gonna uh, hopefully, move into more. We invested in some like one up. Everyone gets a camera type experience to maybe start streaming this show some more. So yeah, we're fun. gonna. We're gonna. We've got some ideas. We've got some plans. Hopefully, we'll get some momentum on those things, um, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, that'll be cool. Sweet. Hi right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.higherlofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.